0: She would get indignant about it. Like, what does it mean? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Ooh, we hate not knowing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> My name Jeff. Okay. My not.
2: <laughs> okay, well, we'll just get started. Just gonna <laughs> jump right into it and say, hi, everybody. Welcome to Two Towns Over. I am Don. I'm Ruben. I'm um, not. You're not. We're just going to change your name to not. 'Cause that's all you ever fucking say. Well that's a Don Don Rubin and
0: not discuss that is a goblin
1: mental health this week. Not that's not, not a yet. lie at all. Or a joke. Not is a goblin from campaign two of critical role. Mm. Played by Sam yes. Regal, mm-hmm. the absolute yeah. mad scientist D&D player.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, you weren't here last week, because you had to go do family shit.
1: I was thriving. Yeah. In um, my lane in, and flourishing. Yeah, absolutely. But Carly Josh and I made
2: a, a business decision without you.
1: How how dare... I don't give a shit. What, <laughs>
2: what we thought we would do when we get around to the Satanic Panic episodes, hmm. when we do the D&D stuff, hmm. that we're actually going to do a bonus episode where we just play a, a round of D&D. Fuck just yeah. like a one-off. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah. I want to make some characters for you guys, and I have... A
2: lot of good. Oh, ideas.
0: good. Yes. Please, just make me a character. What
2: happened to the characters we made and never played? He didn't never make it. I thought he did. No, I I Walter? made
0: I made a character. Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We never. Yeah, it. but I
0: don't I don't I don't
2: want that character anymore. I still want my monk. I want to. Yeah. Tom- no, I
1: figured you did. You. Oh, I I can already tell you're gonna be like me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't want that one. Anymore. I, it takes me four or five tries to get a character yeah, that I want no. every time. It's well. I've, I've I've got a bit I'm
0: going for it's I feel that's going to allow like, me to.
1: That's the thing is like I always have the bit, but then I have to mold the character to it, right? So like it's like I gotta play around. Uh, see with some that stuff.
0: that's the thing though is I have a framework in my head, and the rest of the character will just fall together as gameplay happens. Good,
2: yeah, good. that's yeah. the best kind. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah,
0: and that that's why nothing about the framework that I have for this D D character has changed in the last four or five months that mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And then what we'll do is also do a bonus episode where we play just a one-off Call of Cthulhu so we can actually show people what a satanic role-playing game actually is.
1: I think I'm going to have to go for something a little more generic for
2: that. Are we recording? Yeah. That's good.
1: I think I'll have to go a little more generic than my last character because I would like to do, to be able to play a Call of Cthulhu in the manner that it is intended And the last time I did that, I tried to play a black business owner in the
2: 1920s. Yeah. So that didn't Uh work. (laughs) Yeah. Uh
1: And like we all tried to make it work, and it it just didn't. So you just kind of have to, you know, you just kind of got a. So anyway, I want to do a better character this time. Like I want somebody that fits into the yeah
2: scene, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we depending. I mean, because the one time that we did it with your sister and and brother in law, we actually did it in the 90s.
1: That's true, but I like the Call of Cthulhu, like, I like the, yeah, she, (laughs) aesthetic. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's...
1: Like, Zach's character for that campaign? Oh, yeah, boss. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh, good. Amazing. Perfect. The Professor, John's character? Yeah. Excellent. My character? (laughs) He he was, like, there. He he was fine. And then there was Brandon. I couldn't figure out how to make him happen, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Right, yeah, yeah. And then there was
2: Brandon, who was literally... <clears throat> His name a, was Killjoy. Ki, no,
1: no. Killroy Clearwater. That's the one.
2: And he was literally a Gen Z teenager thrown in the 1920s because he acted just like Brandon.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. See, and that's effectively uh, more or less what I want to do for my D&D character, is just be... I- I- Isachite into the world where I don't have to think too much ab- about a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, I can just imprint certain parts of my own exaggerated personality so onto a character. F- and so for the
1: intro right now, <coughs> I want to do an exercise.
0: Uh huh.
1: I'm gonna. <coughs> well, I want to finish coughing and then I'm gonna ask sure you sure a sure, sure questions sure. sure sure sure. So the questions are. Um, In that regard, do you want, would you want your isekai to be something that you, your character, only knows about? Or, like, would you want to have been here for a while, picked up enough of the, like, stayed in a town for long enough to, like, figure a couple of things out and then gone somewhere? See, no, because I don't know shit about D&D. So... Do you know anything about Skyrim?
0: Well, yeah, that's D and D. I mean, I I know I know that. I mean, very generic type you,
1: stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah would, no. like basically, would you want to be able to at least dress like a local and then just kind of be awkward and then reveal it yourself, it's the, or the would way, you like it to be a main part of your backstory? The way
0: that I've been thinking about it is that uh, I've been there for like a week, been doing odd jobs to stay in a tavern okay. type thing, and. Uh, uh, do I'm, you know the
1: language? Yes. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That was that was part of it. I'm like, yeah, you know, meta, meta goddess. She told me to do something. I don't remember what. I'm just, you know, vibing. Yep. This is all better than the world I came from. So.
1: And the guy at the tavern is like, uh, vibing. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. does this mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But that's all plans down the future. Right now, we are going to get into today's episode, and we got another conspiracy theory. What? This week, yes. The government's never done anything bad. <laughs> well. <laughs> In this case, they didn't. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> we're, t- we're talking about one of the stupid ones today. Yes.
2: Fuck. Yeah, we're going. Which f- one? Uh, moon landing. Yes!
1: <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, yes! <laughs> I hope I didn't wake Cat up.
2: I might have already. I'm sorry. Eh. So in 19, on July 20th, 1969, an estimated 600 to 650 million people witnessed the pinnacle of mankind's technology at the time as Neil Armstrong took that first small step for man. And
1: approximately 30% of them didn't believe it.
2: <laughs> yep. And made a giant leap for mankind by stepping foot onto our nearest celestial neighbor, a process that started just eight years earlier with no idea of how it would happen was finally fulfilled. You guys know we're supposed to be doing a
1: new moon landing soon?
2: Yeah, I've heard yeah. about that. that you they're... mentioned the I need to look that What's up. What's it Call called?
1: Art Taurus or Art Art Yeah. We looked this up last time. You I want to okay. hear this though.
2: But believe it or not, and if you listen to our show, you most certainly do believe it, that there are people who believe that we never went to the moon. That one of America's greatest scientific achievements was nothing more than an elaborate hoax. <gasps> it's way better than I thought.
1: What? It's called Artemis. And wh- okay, oh shit! When should we talk about the new moon landing? At the beginning or the end of this one? Let's do it at the end. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's very
0: good though. Okay. So it's I. I have a thing about this about people not believing uh, that the moon landing happened. There's a quote, and I cannot remember who it's by, but it's, um, any sufficiently advanced technology is indiscernible from magic. Right. So people. It obviously, well, most don't people want to don't think believe it is, but in that
1: magic. Might be a marvel. No, it's you're an thinking
2: old... of Thor. Thor says what you call science, we call magic. Or
1: that's right. You're yeah. talking about the other one.
0: Yeah. Uh, hold on, let me look it up real quick because mm-hmm. I do want to properly quote this. Yeah. Um. It is Arthur C. Clarke. Thank you. Yep. Oh. Um. From. His book, *Profiles of the Future*, an inquiry into the limits of the possible. Um, yeah, the direct quote is: "Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic." So I had it exactly right. Nice, good. And so that's. But people don't believe in magic. It. People didn't understand the science behind why we could get to the moon, right. which. To be fair, the average person still isn't going to understand most of the actual science behind it. We just know that it's possible because we have literally all of the information of the world in our pockets all the time now. Which, funnily enough,
2: your cell phone has more computing power than the computers that got people to the moon did. Yes,
0: oh, by a lot. By a lot, a lot. But, it so it makes sense to me that people would be like, there's no fucking way.
1: Did you know? that the computer bits uh, on the, what was it called again? The Apollo? Apollo. Mm-hmm. The Apollo, which which number? 11. Apollo 11 rocket were literally hand-woven out of metal really? and
0: magnets. Yes. Damn. Yep. God, NASA's cool. <laughs> They're
2: so
1: fucking rad. God, First, I love NASA. I love
2: it because it all started because JFK said, we're going to put a man on the moon by the end of this decade. Mm. And then he's like, turns to NASA, get started. They're like, Oh, uh, oh, us. Um, oh, you, you said you said we. I yeah. thought
0: you maybe yeah. meant you and somebody, but us. Yeah. Oh, oh. shit.
1: Uh, we... Yeah, they used to have to do the calculations uh, for the computing by hand. Yeah. yeah. So do you know how fucking amazing <laughs> that is? It's fucking wild. David. Oh my god. The, at the time, smartest people on the planet. NASA period. NASA I, is the coolest thing. They're on the, the coolest. I fucking love NASA.
2: So, yeah. So um, there are people Thank who believe- Thank
1: you, America, for NASA only. <laughs> <laughs> ...who
2: believe that we never went to the moon, that one of America's greatest scientific achievements was nothing more than an elaborate hoax perpetrated on the world, a hoax that would expand to include not just the over 400,000 scientists, astronauts, spouses, and family members involved in the NASA program, but also Walt Disney, sci-fi writer Arthur C. Clarke, and famed movie hey. director Stanley Kubrick. Clark already got a shout-out yeah. this episode. Yeah, and Kubrick got a shout-out in the midweek. Well, Fuck him, though. He got a shout-down. Yeah, shout down. yeah Whatever.
1: He, did. he did. He did get a shout-down.
2: So in 2019, a YouGov poll of U.S. citizens showed that of the participants in the survey on conspiracy theories, 29% either believed the moon landing was faked or was not sh- Sure.
1: Did you just say 2019?
2: Yes. Jesus What, what was that percentage Christ. again? 29% either believed it what was fake or was What did I say earlier at the beginning sure. of this
1: episode? Approximately 30? hmm Listen, 30% of any population is... Uh, I mean, we're talking about the bottom 30%. Yeah. Basically. It's not even the bottom 30%. For some things, we're in that 30%. Sure. It's the... It's the... It's the for example... I'm in the 30% of people who fucking will not go to Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking won't do it. Like it's that there's always approximately 30% of people who will not like a thing. Right. They will not believe it or they will believe it and everybody else doesn't or whatever. That's why approximately 30% of this planet is atheist. Like it's really just a flat thirty percent across the board. Yeah, it's wild how numbers work. Is what I'm saying. And to
0: be fair, here too that um that was a poll about conspiracy theories. Yes, specifically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that's, I feel like some of their um sample audience there was already primed yeah. for conspiracy yeah, theories.
1: Sure. Yeah, but it's really more than that though it's approximately 30% of the population of America are conservative it's not 50-50 it's like 30-30-30 because approximately 30% of the population they're not they're apolitical you know what I mean it's just because that's how our brains work our brains only know 10 digits (laughs) inherently you know what I mean so it's Three very easy for us to calculate, so it's just we naturally fall into these categories. That's why three and seven are like holy numbers, but thirteen is an unlucky number. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is. It's just. It's just interesting how numbers can sort of show you a little bit about how humans just function subconsciously. We just naturally group up in that. Yeah, we're not going to do
0: a numerology this time.
2: It ain't Dude. even numerology. It's just oh about God. big numbers. numbers. I, I know. <laughs> that Gematria shit. Oh. The, the my. what? Gematria. Oh, we're going to do an episode on it. As soon as I figure it the fuck out, we're doing it.
1: Oh, I got to know now. Gematria,
2: yeah. basically, there's different codes. But basically, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson plays into this because Michael Jackson told us, A, B, C, easy as one, two, three. So every letter has a numerological value. <sighs> So if you take um, what was one uh, Barack Hussein Obama, and I believe it was y'all, done. it's, like it's his,
0: mental gymnastics. His yeah, is face what this is
1: literally started glitching.
2: Yeah, I watched your
1: <laughs> eyelids start twitching, dude. I,
2: I actually, I, I I'm trying to keep it on the DL because I actually joined a Gematria Facebook page. <gasps> yeah, and-
0: they denied me. Oh.
2: the shit that they're they're already like twisting themselves in knots because the princess or not princess Queen Elizabeth yeah. oh. died 140 days after her birthday. And if you do Queen Elizabeth something, it comes up to 140 if you add it all together. But there's one of them was Donald Trump and um Jesus Messiah or Savior Messiah, they equal the same number. And if they equal the same number, they're on the same vibrational level so donald trump is a savior because savior it's really confusing and i want to make sure i do it right so it's further down the road but we will be doing an entire episode on gematria
1: okay guys just so we all are aware that is not what i'm talking about i'm just talking about how interesting it is that people group up in certain ways (laughs) depending on the number of people you're talking about it's fucking fine We, we do it naturally it's just like how you know any other animal groups up in certain group sizes based on how many of them there are around. So, yeah. like, don't, don't, it's not Dramatria, because
2: yeah. that shit is crazy, what you just <laughs> said. You have no idea. That's just me trying to explain it. Ow. Um, it is, what were we just talking about? Num- num- numbers.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. I was saying how the thing I was talking about is not Dramatria. Yeah. No, um, no, I know. That that shit that you said, what <laughs> the fuck even. Oh, God.
2: Even, yeah. Yeah, there's some studying I got to any, do.
1: Anything that is truly complicated is not that hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly hard to intuit or understand. Yeah. Right. Like, for example, fourth dimensional objects. It's really easy to tell somebody that, okay, you know, side to side, add in up and down. Uh-huh. So that's 3D movement. That's uh-huh. all the movement that you can make. Now, add a direction that is 90 degrees away from both of those directions. That's yeah. the fourth dimension. You, me, the scientist, nobody can fucking visualize no. that. But they can do the math. I can't right. do the math. They can. Right. Like, so it's it's just I don't know, numbers are fun. That's why we like
2: D&D, <laughs> click-clack math rocks. <laughs> But why has this belief, which ranks up there with the flat earth theory, which we will see very soon enough, continued to grow?
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: Surely there must be some. I forgot
1: for a second. We're talking about the moon landing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yep.
2: Surely there must be some evidence to support this belief. Well, there is. Uh -uh. And today we're going to look at some of the most famous examples and also look at the supposed confession of Stanley Kubrick that appears in the horror 1980 classic film The Shining. MythBusters already did this one, you guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I actually watched that today. I to love that episode. Up. Oh, did you really? Way. It's very I interesting. I love MythBusters so fucking. Much. I even mentioned them in the in the this episode. It's
0: when when MythBusters ended, and I watched the last episode. <sighs> I literally cried. Uh, Do I wept? Yeah, yeah. Like I wept a like a baby. A relative died. Like it was right. that serious. Dude. Well, because I have like really fond memories of like that was one of those family friendly yep. things that like when my people whole were when people were over for Thanksgiving, yeah, or something. You know, we could just have that on the TV, and I yep. would just sit and I would be glued to the TV yep, watching yep. MythBusters, and that's
1: like everybody.
0: And I love it. They did one of their like big just. Cause you know how they just do crazy shit sometimes that's not right. it doesn't even have anything to do with a myth. They'll just you know, so they did the the ram on the front of the truck. Yeah. To see yeah. how much it could ram through. Oh right. man. And they put stuff from every myth they ever tested yeah. in its path. And Adam was walking down the the line, just double checking everything. And at the end he like comes back to the camera and he's talking about how he was just like Literally walking down memory lane, and he's just like got tears streaming down his face, and I'm like, Adam, no, don't go. <laughs> can't, you can't do
2: it. We gotta. Do and see, it's because of the MythBusters. I don't feel so bad that we play fast and loose with the urban legend part yeah. of the show. Oh, oh yeah, oh, dude. oh <laughs> I had such great intentions. You remember with that, that
1: time they were trying to. To "Quote unquote," test the myth of the windows exploding miles away from a big explosion. Yeah. yeah, they really just used it as an as an excuse to disappear a cement truck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. get th- banned from a state. Like- <laughs> I will
2: never forget that sound.
0: Oh, oh <boom> <I'm>, yes, yes. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Oh, so what started it all? Well, the origins of the theory can be traced back to one man, a man by the name of Bill Casing. In 1976, Casing self-published his book about the subject of a moon landing conspiracy entitled, We Never Went to the Moon, Apollo's $30 Billion Swindle. Casing, a former U.S. Navy officer with a Bachelor's of Arts in English, and despite having no knowledge of rockets or technical writing, Casing was hired as a senior technical writer in 1956 by Rocketdyne, a company that built the F-1 engines used on the Saturn V rockets. He served as head of the technical publications unit in the company's propulsion field laboratory until 1963. The many allegations in Casings' book effectively began discussion of the moon landings being fake. The book claims that the chance of a successful crude, crude, like C-R-E-W-E-D, not like crude, like... Mm-hmm. <clears> un- like a manned right, unrefined. Uh, Landing on the moon was calculated to be 0.0017% and that despite close monitoring of the USSR, or by the USSR, it would have been easier for NASA to fake the moon landings than to really go there. Um, <laughs> okay. So the theory could have this died is her there.
1: house. We should be polite.
2: <laughs> so the theory could have died there. The book didn't have a huge release, but four years later... Friends of the show, the Flat Earth Society oh, God. took up the fight to prove that the moon landing was not a matter of fact.
1: Please, please tell me <laughs> that they did the exact same thing they for the moon that they did for the Earth, which no.
2: is disprove themselves. <laughs> no Right.
1: Um No, usually a lot of them think that celestial bodies
0: are in fact spherical. Yeah. But for some reason Earth is not, because God reasons.
2: Yes. So I it is here.
0: That part. Yep. I forgot it's,
2: that word. <laughs> It's here with the Flat Earth Society that the conspiracy took on its main plot, that the moon landing was filmed on a soundstage in either Hollywood or Area 51. The production was financed by none other than Walt Disney himself and was based on a script by sci-fi writer Arthur C. Clarke, who wrote the classic 2001 A Space Odyssey, which was turned into a classic of cinema by our third suspect, Stanley Kubrick. So, so far, we've got Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. NASA. Yeah.
1: Arthur C. Clarke. Yes. And Stanley Kubrick right. as a cabal of evil moon landing faking geniuses. Yes. You know, Kubrick's guilty of a fair amount of shit. Uh-huh. But the uh, one of them. faking
0: the moon landing, not not one of the, the things same... that uh, I'm holding against Stanley Kubrick. At all. In
1: fact, if he had successfully done it and we had found out about it, um I would actually put that's a point in his favor, to sure. be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greatest filmmaker of the ever.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So, folklorist Linda Day suggests that the writer-director Peter Hyams' 1978 film Capricorn One, which shows a hoaxed journey to Mars in a spacecraft that looks identical to the Apollo craft, might have given a boost to the hoax hoax theory's popularity in the post-Vietnam War era. Daig sees a parallel with the other attitudes during the post-Watergate era when the American public were inclined to distrust official accounts. Daig writes, the mass media catapult these half-truths into a kind of twilight zone where people can make their guesses sound as truths. Mass media have have a terrible impact on people who lack guidance.
0: What? (laughs) I saw a thing just earlier today about conspiracy theories, and, like, I was just waking up when I read it, but so I don't remember exactly, but it was about how conspiracy theories are always just easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's because none of it is based in fact. You can just make up whatever explanation sounds the most reasonable to you, Choose to believe it, <coughs> it and accept force it as you fact. To challenge your own beliefs. You don't have to do any research. You don't have to you, do research. You don't have to learn anything. Nope. You don't have to. It's it's just easy to say. Uh, no, I don't believe that the moon landing was possible. So actually, um, who's a who's a space stuff director? Uh, Kubrick Kubrick directed it um, with the help of who's a who's a science fiction writer um, Arthur C. Clarke, and. He's rich. Yeah. Disney.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Although, I just realized. It literally just struck me. The theory falls apart right there because the moon landing was in 1969. Yep. Nice. Walt Disney died in 1966. Or no, maybe he died in 69. Either way, he was dead (laughs) by the moon landing.
0: Eh, That's enough time to sign the papers to fund it.
1: I think the argument is that they filmed it over a number of years, and it was ready in
2: 1969. Yeah, possibly.
0: Well, and it was it was supposed to be on, like, a Disney soundstage, right? Is or Area
2: 51. So they can't even decide. <laughs> this time
1: it's Josh who did the eye roll. <laughs> I
0: d- rolled my eyes so fucking hard because I hate Area 51 nonsense. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's some of my favorite fiction. I mean, no, me too. Like that, I but hate, I hate, hate when people believe that Area 51 is home to um, aliens and alien spacecraft. Dude, you do and... realize
2: that is one of our destinations on the legend tripping.
0: Oh, no, and that's great. That's a yeah, lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. But that's because but... we know. Yes.
2: I mean, granted, we can't go any further than the sign.
0: Right. Without being shot at. Well, But, you know, then there's also, like, there's all the Area 51, like, memorabilia oh, that yeah. you can get around there. It's mm-hmm. just, like, good, really kitschy fun. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I'm going to buy, like, a stupid little alien plushie from a roadside stand near Area 51. Area 51
1: is the Scooby-Doo of conspiracy
0: theories. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Literally.
2: Oh, okay. And people
0: always talk about UFOs. I'm I'm just going to knock this out real quick, because we're on Area 51. People always talk about UFOs around Area 51. It's because it's a fucking... uh, Air Force testing facility. Yeah, you don't know what the fuck that thing you just saw in the sky was because nobody's supposed to know what it is yet.
1: Even the people flying it barely know what
0: right. it is, dude. They know <laughs> like, how to work it. They don't know shit else.
1: Like, come on.
2: When I was doing research on this, one of the articles I read posited something that I never thought of that makes perfect sense. You know, the whole moon landing was fake has kind of picked up steam over the years. Uh-huh. There's a major entertainment thing that happened in the early 90s that would lead to a lot of people being distrustful of the government the x-files
1: that's that's very freakonomics of
2: you don yeah and we like it well i mean the x-files is one of the reasons i started distrusting the government i mean granted i knew the x-files was fiction right but you know but it's fiction based on reality
1: conspiracy theories of any kind are to me well, there is exactly one kind of conspiracy theory that is okay, and it's the kind where where you pretty much know, everybody pretty much knows that the government did some shady shit, right. and then 30 years later the records get released, and you find out that, oh yeah, they did exactly what we thought they did, uh, see crack planes and mosquitoes in Georgia. But um, the... The thing about conspiracy theories is that they are always – like Josh said, they're easier to believe. Yeah. But they are always
0: – You can always add something new to a conspiracy theory if somebody brings
1: up a point that disproves what you're saying. You can always just add yes. a thing. Yes. It's not even just that. It's, I've, I've lost the train of thought. Say the thing you said again.
2: About the X-Files?
1: Oh, right. It's, it's extreme. Yeah. It's easy and extreme. Every time. It's not, oh, NASA was scared that they weren't going to get to the moon like the president told them to do. So they, you know, hired a movie director to fake a moon landing just in case. It's no, the whole point of the moon landing was to fake it. Right. Like, it's no, it was Stanley Kubrick and the uh, fucking Disney and whoever the fuck else because I don't like them. Right. You know, it's it's extreme distrust of the government leads you to be able to believe some stupid shit like Lizard Men or the Illuminati. There is a secret cabal. No, excuse me. There is a cabal of evil people ruling the world. None of them it's are secret. Not a secret. Yeah. No. Zero of them are secret. Not a one of them is a secret. You can look up their fucking addresses. <laughs> And you should. And you should. And you should eat them. (laughs) With a fork and a knife.
2: So why would NASA and the American government go through all the hassle of creating this elaborate hoax on not just the American people, but the world at large? Well, believers in the hoax have a few theories on that as well. Motivation for the United States to engage the Soviet Union in a space race can be traced to the then ongoing Cold War. Landing on the moon was viewed as a national and technological accomplishment that would generate worldwide acclaim. But going to the moon would be risky and expensive, as exemplified by President Kennedy's famously stating in the 1962 speech that the United States chose to go because it was hard. Hoax theory debunker Phil Not
0: because it is easy, but because it is
2: hard. Right. Hoax theory debunker Phil Plate says also
1: great impersonation. Thank you. Yes. In
2: the two thousand two book Bad Astronomy, that the Soviets, with their own competing moon landing program, an extensive intelligence network, and a formidable scientific community able to analyze NASA data, would have cried foul if the United States tried to fake a moon landing.
1: Oh yeah, Russia being in the race yeah. makes me one hundred percent disregard. Anything anybody who believes it was fake says. Right. Because the U.S. will literally do anything, including research magic and psychicness, yes. to get ahead of Russia. Right. right. It does not matter if it's fucking wild and stupid. Do you know They'll
0: how it. much money was poured into the MKUltra project? Yeah. Holy fuck, dude. It's wild, especially yeah. for the time period. And it was because they somehow got the idea in their head that... um. Russia was already working on uh, developing psychics and mind control, and which... Here's my conspiracy
1: theory, and guess what? This one's plausible. I bet, I am willing to bet, that that approximately, some percentage of the time, like maybe 50-50, Russia is not doing anything. They are just putting a... It's a psyop. It's a gossip. Yeah. It's a psyop. Right, yeah. they just, they want the U.S. to waste money and resources, so they say some crazy shit that they're doing so that the U.S. Mm-hmm. will fucking start emergency researching shit.
0: They it just, was it was intel that they got through Operation Paperclip.
2: Yeah, they even, Russia even this past week, or maybe it was last week, um, the week before that, I mean, um, came out, one of their like intelligence people said, that they've already got the files that Trump took to Mar-a-Lago with him, and so they know what's in it. Don't know if that's true, but guarantee you, if it's not, I mean... One thing
1: one thing that Russia <laughs> is really good about is political maneuvering. Mm-hmm. Yes. So whether or not the Always shit they say been. is true does not matter. That's why the U.S. feels that it should do anything and everything to stay ahead of them. Even if the sh- anything is stupid and the everything is too expensive, it's even still today with all the Cold War leftovers. Right? Yeah, yeah. we're literally in a different Cold War, but we just—it's the same one the yeah. whole time.
2: Right. So it in- breaks for world wars instead. <laughs> far from calling the landings a hoax, uh, the third edition of the Great Soviet Encyclopedia contains many articles reporting on the landing as factual, uh, such as the this art- an article on Neil Armstrong. Indeed, their article on space exploration describes the Apollo 11 landing as the third historic event of the space age following the launch of Sputnik in 1957 and Yuri Gagarin's uh, flight in 1961. Now, conspiracist Bart Sebrel, who is best known as being videotaped getting punched in the face by Buzz Aldrin (laughs) because he went to Buzz Aldrin and wanted him to swear on a Bible that he Uh walked on the moon and Buzz was like, leave me alone. And he's like, just say it. You didn't do it. And Buzz Aldrin, 80 years old, turn around and punch this man in the jaw. Or fucking G. He, yeah. like I love him.
1: <laughs> oh, my I God. I love the fact that him and what's the other guy's name? Armstrong. But, but Buzz Aldrin and Lance Neil, Armstrong. Neil. Neil, Neil. Neil Armstrong. Lance is the, the, biking the biker. Yeah, yeah, the one with the drugs. And the one nut. Um, yeah. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin used to walk around um, and just say an unfunny thing about the moon and then laugh heartily. Yeah. just go, I guess you had to be there. <laughs> right. Like,
0: yes. I love it. Uh, which one of them died second?
2: Buzz Aldrin's still alive. Oh, is he?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, so... They I, both
2: were old when...
1: Or yeah. they both will have been old. Uh, I fuck? think they
2: were like in their 30s when it.
0: Yeah. they did it. Mm-hmm. So it's... I, I couldn't remember the exact phrasing of this thing that I saw ages ago that was like, I hope Buzz Aldrin's
2: last words are,
0: we weren't the first.
2: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) reminds me of the old Eddie Izzard joke about the moon landing that, you know, if Neil Armstrong had a sense of humor, they had the one camera that was mounted. Uh And he'd be like, look, here's the moon you know, there's Buzz over there and over on this side is a fucking monster. Run! And have Buzz Aldrin with a mask. rock, rock, rock. huh ah, <laughs> Anyways. Very
1: good, very good, very
2: good. <laughs> uh, where are we at? Sorry, just a second. Oh, yeah, so Conspiracist Bart Siebel responded incorrectly asserting that the Soviets did not have the capability to track deep spacecraft until late 1972, immediately after which the last three Apollo missions were abruptly canceled. In fact, the Soviets had been sending uncrewed spacecrafts to the moon since 1959, and during 1962, deep space tracking facilities were introduced in Ussurisk and in Evaptora, which is the Crimean Peninsula, having a 100 million kilometer or 62 million mile range. The Soviet Union tracked the Apollo missions at the Space Transmission Corps, which was fully equipped with the largest intelligence gathering and surveillance equipment. Um... Vasily Mishin, a prominent Soviet rocket engineer, in an interview for the article The Moon Program That Faltered, described how the Soviet moon program dwindled after the Apollo landings. Also, there was nothing abrupt about the Apollo cancellations, which were made for cost-cutting reasons. Uh, These were announced in January and September of 1970, two full years before the late 1972 claim by Sebrel. Conspirac- yeah, NASA's
0: never been allowed to have the budget that they should.
2: Yeah. Conspiracy theorists claim that NASA faked the landings to avoid humiliation and to ins- ensure that it continued to get funding. NASA raised about $30 billion U.S. dollars to go to the moon. And Casing, the guy who wrote the book that started it all, claimed in his book that this could have been used to pay off many people. Since most conspiracists believe that sending men to the moon was impossible at the time, they argue that landing that the landings had to be faked to fulfill Kennedy's 1961 goal. Uh, In fact, NASA accounted for the cost of Apollo to the U S Congress in 1973, totaling uh, 25.4 U S 25.4 billion U S dollars. That is one of
1: the things about conspiracy theories is that, that you kind of said earlier, it's like, you can just add a thing to it. It's also, they don't care about dates. No, they don't care. No, no, They don't care about any kind of fact at all. Like, you could have been there on the fucking day and you tell them, hey, no, I was in the control center. So unless they were fooling us, too, it was real. They'd be like, "Nah, they were fooling you, too. Yeah. And also it happened six years before you
0: said it did. Or you were paid off. Right. Right. And that's why you're lying to me right now.
2: And that's the, that's the, that's right there. That's the end of the argument with a the conspiracy theorist. If you don't agree with him, well, you must have been paid off. Yeah. Right? And you can't prove otherwise. Yeah. So there is no. I'm currently homeless, my dude. What do you mean paid off? <laughs> right. So many.
1: many. It's,
0: that's all just part of the, 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 like that's just what you want me to think.
2: Right. So, God, it was my turn to, to roll my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Bennett and David Percy, uh, claimed, authors claimed in the 2001 book, Dark Moon, Apollo, and the Whistleblowers, that with all the known Ugh. and unknown hazards, NASA would not risk broadcasting an astronaut getting sick or dying on live television. The counter-argument...
1: Except that they have... Yeah. yeah. That's,
0: hey, by the way, that happened. Twice. That exact thing happened yeah. two times.
2: Yeah. Uh, I was see, I saw one live, right? So I mean, I was playing Monopoly. I remember to this day I was homesick with pneumonia uh-huh. when the Challenger exploded. Yeah, and I was playing Monopoly with my dad, and he had Perry Mason on in the background, and the news broke in saying, you know, they were doing the shuttles when they still showed the shuttle launches. Yeah, and next thing you know, just. Boom. it's like, oh. It's
0: it's also the reason they don't anymore. (laughs) Yeah. That's one reason.
2: All right. So the counter argument. They'll show them later. Yeah. Right. Not right now. The counter argument generally given is that NASA, in fact, did incur a great deal of public humiliation and potential political opposition to the program by losing an entire crew in the Apollo 1 fire during a ground test. Now, that is true. That did happen. Yep. leading to its upper management team being questioned by Senate and House of Representatives space oversight committees. There was, in fact, no video broadcast during either the landing or takeoff because of technical limitations.
1: The thing is, is that though those deaths were probably preventable. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know much about the, the Apollo 1. It was an oxygen leak, and it was a spark mm-hmm. that caught fire. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Yeah. This this could have been preventable. Yeah. 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 That it. That being said, rockets are transportation, and like they're deep space transportation, so they gotta be tested and tested and tested for any minor thing. Right. Like the margin of error for a spacecraft is way less than the margin of error for a for a plane, which is way. Less than the marginal margin for error of, like, a car or whatever. Right, yeah. Like, so it's orders of magnitude more difficult to make a rocket than it is to make a fucking car or a yeah,
0: bike. Yeah, when something is that complicated, something is going to go wrong. And when something is that high risk, that small mistake can absolutely cost lives. Exactly. And, and it, it has, and, but it hasn't in a very long time time yeah
1: because, because every single time it happened they got even more rigorous exactly they, you know what i'm saying yes it's like you you think following osha regulations
0: at work is kind of a bitch sometimes yeah bro work it's, for nasa one time right <laughs> the amount of regulations and double triple quadruple checks
1: bro if you look at watch a youtube video of anybody who gets to tour like any of the parts that they have like like the moon rocks and shit, mm-hmm. like they, they, you, there's literally like decontamination showers yes. and like you gotta wear full body scrubs and booties and like airtight fucking clothes and you have to cover up your camera and stuff. Like you cannot, it's just to get a video. Yes. Imagine what the people who work there have to do. On right. a daily
0: basis. Every single day. It's the the amount of procedures in place to prevent stuff like that from ever happening again are truly mind boggling. Tremendous. There is no, there is no room for error Yeah. anymore. Literally none mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff like that.
2: And it should come as no surprise and I'll have to look and see how much information there is on it. We may do an episode, but there are people who say that the challenger didn't actually explode. Oh my God. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but anyways back to this story uh so another reason put forth by the american patriot friends network claimed in 2009 that the landings the helped-
0: american patriot friends network yeah
2: i hate it <laughs> hold on
0: apfm
1: that sounds like a radio station I don't like it. <laughs> you're tuning to AP, in to APFN.
0: apfn 1039 the patriot Rah! Um, Squeeze There you go. It's got to like, be the evil sound. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh,
2: they claim that in 2009, but that the landings helped the United States government distract public attention from the unpopular Vietnam War, and so crude landings suddenly ended about the same time that the United States ended its involvement in the war. In fact, the ending of the landings was not sudden. The war was one of several federal budget items in- with which NASA had to compete. NASA's budget peaked in 1966 and fell by 42% in 1972. This was the reason the final flights were cut, along with plans for even more ambitious follow-up, pro- follow-up programs such as permanent space station and crewed flights to Mars. Now, many moon landing conspiracy theorists have, theories have been put forward, claiming either that the landings did not happen and that NASA employees have lied, or that the landings did happen, did happen but not in the way that has been told. Conspiracists have focused on perceived gaps or inconsistencies in the historical record of the missions. The foremost idea is that the whole crewed landing program was a hoax from start to finish. Some claim that the technology to send men to the moon was lacking or that the Van Allen radiation belts, solar flares, solar wind, coronal mass ejections, which sounds like a the Ghoststroke album. It does. And cosmic rays. Say that again? Coronal mass mass ejections. Sun stuff is
1: very good.
2: It really is. (laughs) And Cosmic Rays made such a trip impossible.
1: That's the that's the first song on the album. That's the intro. Okay. It's Coronal Mass Ejections and then it's Cosmic Rays is the first song. (laughs) And so these
0: things that people cite as reasons that we couldn't have gone to the moon. Right? This is one of those things that I was talking about earlier where it's like people just don't understand. So, obviously, somebody did a little bit of research, right? Right. But they did research with insane bias. Yeah. Because they already wanted to find information that would disprove the moon landing. Yeah. Right? So, they hear about these things that supposedly would prevent us from being able to travel in space like that. But then they don't do the research that NASA did. Mm -hmm. Over the course of years and years with thousands of man hours. Right. Billions of dollars. And billions of dollars, yes. That we were able to, or that NASA, I don't even want to say we. I ain't taking no credit for this shit, uh, except as the the human species. Mm -hmm. But that NASA was able to overcome. They just hear about this thing that was one of the many hurdles that had to be crossed to get people on the moon but they're like you know oh we couldn't do that they don't,
1: they don't you know what it is these people they don't have main character energy nasa no. has main yeah. character I, energy literally if you work at nasa in any capacity you are the main character you're the main character cuz like dude that is an anime protagonist level of belief in oneself and yes. your organization we can Fucking defeat wild. the sun <laughs> to learn things about space and they have right, <laughs> like it's, we have. We have challenged the most powerful thing in a our probe universe to the sun as we speak. Yes, dude. it has already done like two revolutions.
0: The sun literally used to be, well, probably still is, by some like uncontacted, left alone tribes in various places, in like the Amazon or whatever, but. The sun has been revered as a god. Right.
1: This is why the anime is always about attacking and dethroning God. Yes.
0: (laughs) The sun is the closest thing to God that we can see with our own eyes. It gives us all of our life, like literally everything not possible without the sun. Yep. And we have fucking challenged it and beat it.
2: Yeah, they just sent a probe that, like, actually went into the corona. I'm telling yeah. you, that, one, that thing has done two revolutions so far.
1: Or something. It's, like, a, a, a few. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to do, like, 17 rotations or some yeah. shit. It's absolutely insane.
2: But even taking the sun stuff out, the Van Allen radiation belts, which is the, there's, like belts of radiation galactic radiation yeah we learned all about radiation uh in world war ii which was uh shortly before this yeah Yeah. so in another article i read they actually had an astronaut that basically compared it to um going out on a sunny day Mm -hmm. that if you go out on a sunny day and you spend a lot of time in the sun yeah you're going to get burned but if you're just passing through And you're only in the sun for like 10 minutes, you're not going to get sunburned. It's the same thing with this radiation belt.
0: And when you have the proper protection against the sun here on Earth, going out for the day, it's sunscreen. Yeah. We have space atmosphere and sunscreen to help Right In outer space, it is billions of dollars worth of technology and hundreds of thousands of man hours Uh researching ways Uh to combat that. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, you get sunglasses, they get spacesuits for the same exact reason. Yes. (laughs) All right.
2: So Vince Calder and Andrew Johnson, scientists from Argo National Laboratory, have given detailed answers to conspiracists' claims on the laboratory's website. They show that NASA's portrayal of the moon landing is fundamentally accurate, allowing for such common mistakes as mislabeled photos and imperfect personal recollections. Using the scientific process, any hypothesis that is contradicted by the observable facts may be rejected. The real landing hypothesis is a single story since it comes from a single source, but there is no unity in the hoaxes hypothesis or hypotheses because hoax accounts vary between conspiracists. We're about to get to the, the actual Basically place.
1: what that means is NASA is more credible because it has a unified front and, exactly. yeah, and, and fucking data. And the people who are conspiracists can't even agree amongst themselves on how it happened. right?
2: right. So according to James Languski, an American scientist in the field of astrodynamics, the conspiracy theories are impossible because of their size and complexity.
1: That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Conspiracy theorists are no... That they are imperfect, but they cannot extend that courtesy to any other humans. Right. They they literally an organization must be perfect, or else it's a conspiracy theory. All already. Like yep. if NASA mislabels one photo because an intern was sleepy and didn't have their coffee that day, yeah. Then oh, that's a whole conspiracy theory, and billions of dollars had to be paid to to to, to fucking cover up a, a mass hoax. Right. No. An intern didn't have their fucking coffee.
2: Yep. Calm down. (laughs) So the conspiracy would have to have to have involved more than 400,000 people who worked on the Apollo project for nearly 10 years. Right. You know, 400,000 people
1: who can do perfect shit every fucking day for fucking 10 years. Right. All of them together. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We can't, dude. The three of us. We couldn't even decide on where to eat lunch. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, Yeah. And you couldn't either if you had a car full of friends and nobody wanted <laughs> to say something. Right. Like, it's, that's like, oh, it's so
2: stupid. So this also includes the 12 men who walked on the moon, the six others who flew with them as command module pilots, and another six astronauts who orbited the moon. Hundreds of thousands of people, including astronauts, scientists, engineers, technicians, and skilled laborers, would have had to have kept the secret. Longuski argues that it would have been much easier to really land on the moon than to generate such a huge conspiracy to fake the landings. Right. Today there's,
0: there's a bit, I think it's from fucking Family Guy, about Batman. Uh-huh. It, it's kind of the same thing, right? So it's about the Batcave. He's like, you had engineers build a spinning platform for your Batmobile. Uh-huh. An NDA is not going to stop someone from talking about that. Right. Right. That's a thing people talk about.
1: You're not gonna listen. If your claim to fame is I helped fake the moon landing and everybody believed it for decades, yes, th- you're there, no way four hundred thousand
0: people can keep <laughs> their mouths shut, especially when a lot of them are dead by now. That's some shit that you let slip on your deathbed, right? right? Yeah, because what do you have
1: to or lose? Or when you have Alzheimer's, yeah, yeah like- right. right. <laughs> yeah we've you know oh hey hi daughter um actually i'm your granddaughter yeah okay son Mm -hmm. we're gonna uh talk about the time your granny helped fake the moon landing
2: (laughs) where's my pudding (laughs) so to date nobody from the united states government or nasa linked to the apollo program has said that the moon landings were hoaxes penn gillette made note of this in the The Conspiracy Theories episode of his television show. When the motherfucker who debunks shit. I love Pin Gillette. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, mm, I don't know a lot about him as a person, but I think he's really cool as like a debunker and a magician. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I mean, I I don't know anything about his personal life either but for, which is a good sign for I sure the parts admit. that i that i know
1: about pin gillette i seems cool. love pin yeah. i am hesitant to say anything about any celebrity that is not he seems cool <laughs> bullshit was a really good show bullshit well, was amazing that's what we're talking about in the yes. episode of the conspiracy Thank theories
2: you. episode of his television show pin and teller's bullshit in 2005 i loved that show when that's the so number good. of people involved and in noting the watergate scandal gillette noted that, that someone would have outed the hoax by now. One... Which, what a little shit one of them would be if they
0: said that it was fake on yeah. their deathbed, just like a, as a, a last-minute joke. joke. Yeah, <laughs> just the biggest prank. Oh, God. <laughs> it would,
1: it would be so irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That'd be like, you know, somebody going, I created the coronavirus.
1: If, if if I was suddenly God in charge of this universe about 10 seconds before that person died, and I noticed that they did that, they would go to hell. Oh, for like, sure. they would go Straight fully, to hell. Because I would no watch trial. the world burn itself to the ground from that day on. Right. Oh, man.
2: So, one rebuttal by Sebral, uh, that was Buzz Aldrin's punching bag, to this claim is that NASA <laughs> had compartmentalized His all legacy. of the work- Yep, had compartmentalized all of the work on the Apollo program.
1: Great gamer tag, too.
2: Buzz Aldrin's punching. <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> this would have allowed for only a small number of people to actually know the truth about faking the moon landings. So, again, he's found some way to, yeah. Yeah. It's a need to know. Uh, not everybody knew everything. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're going to get into some of the claims. So, the first claim. No stars are visible in the pictures taken by the Apollo astronauts from the surface of the moon. The pictures should be filled with stars.
0: See, I have read all of the explanations and obviously watched the. I'm probably going to watch the fucking Mythbusters episode about this tonight.
2: But, <laughs> oh, for But, um, sure.
0: I, like, I can't resist it.
2: Do you have Discovery Plus? That's where they're Is at Is it now. still on Hulu? I don't know. They moved to Discovery Plus.
0: Shit, I haven't gotten a free trial for that yet. Do you so. have Netflix?
2: Yeah. I'll make a deal with you. Ah, uh, it's not my
0: Netflix. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, I can't trade you that one. <sighs> I can trade you uh, several anime platforms. No. Yeah. <laughs> I need Netflix.
2: I need to see Cobra Kai. Ah. Uh, so the debunking claim is that the landings took place during what would be considered lunar morning, uh, with the sun shining brightly. By comparison, other stars aren't bright enough to be seen over the You know sun how the flight. sky works? Yeah. <laughs> This is the thing that you can see for yourself by taking a picture at night when there is another light source like a flash or external bulb nearby. The sky appears black.
0: Right. Well, it's like, so you remember when. um, Bright. Stars dim. Right. Well, it's it's exactly. It doesn't even have to be that deep. Think about when you're in a city and you look up at the sky at night and when you were in the country. And you look up at the sky at night. Like out in Yulee, remember uh, before the, the movie theater? hmm Because the movie theater was like the first of the big new additions out in Yulee, right? Yep. And the sky at night was very clear yeah. and
1: very starry If you remember Yulee before the Walmart, the Walmart was bright as fuck. Yeah. We used to could see that shit from 17. Right.
0: <laughs> When the movie theater opened, they had literal spotlights, like, yeah. in, in the sky, beacons yes. in the sky from that thing. And I remember, like, overnight when that thing opened, I looked up and I'm like, there are visibly less stars in the sky
2: now. hmm Yeah. But, uh, the, the sky, in pictures from the International Space Station or pics from previous shuttle missions, there are no stars visible in the sky because of the brightness of the sun. When combined with the reflectiveness of the soil on the moon which is what makes it shine, the brightness of the sun is even greater, therefore making the other stars in the sky invisible. The next conspiracy... I love that
1: invisible literally just means not visible. Yeah. And like, but it sounds like the stars are casting a spell. (laughs) Yeah, Because I play too much fucking games.
2: So the next conspiracy theory, when astronauts put up the American flag on the moon, it waves, yet there's no wind on the moon. (sighs) The actual fact. That's just kinetic
0: energy, yeah. right? Yeah. The
2: flagpole was rotated several times into the moon's surface to make sure it stood up straight. Yep. This caused vibrations in the pole that led to ripples on the flag, making it seem to wave. This was debunked by the television show Mythbusters. In their experiment, they placed a flag identical to the one used by the astronauts and placed it in a vacuum chamber. God bless Adam Savage and Jamie Hyneman. Well, this Fuckin was actually the build crew that did this.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. But yeah. it's it's but, it's Adam and Jamie's show. Yeah. Even though they actually did not care for each other.
2: No, they did not like each other. Yeah. Uh but Sad. yet the build crew were oh, really they close. They
0: are they were incredibly
2: yeah. close. Tori and um Grant Carrie. Carrie. Still mm-hmm. hang out together. Yeah. And do stuff together. They were,
0: they the were, were both absolutely, absolutely devastated when yeah. Grant
1: died. I was also sad.
0: Uh, so was I. Yeah, dude. I like lost my mind. That's I that's a childhood
1: hero. Have not watched a Mythbusters episode since I, I
0: learned. I that had fact. I I had to. It I have not honor. seen one I episode can't. of the new Mythbusters.
2: No. There's fuck new Mythbusters? That. Yeah, yeah, they they, they did
0: like a like a Show to find
1: who would be the reality contest show. Yeah, fucking stupid. We hate it. Yeah, (laughs) we do not stand. It's god awful. But now MythBusters
2: Junior. That's hosted by Adam Savage, so that's okay.
1: Now that's yeah. That has my blessing. Yeah, Yeah. that does have my blessing. Still not going to
2: watch
0: it. (laughs) No, I I definitely I watched. um, There was one episode that was like all build team stuff. Yeah, there was like no Adam and Jamie at all. And I watched that episode and, like, one more after that, just kind of in remembrance of her, Grant, you know?
1: Yeah, I tried to watch some. I I couldn't do
2: it. Oh, dude, it made me so sad. But uh, once all the air had been sucked out, they twisted the flag back and forth as if trying to implant it in the moon's surface. The flag waved back and forth, not by wind or air, but by inertia. And, in fact, actually, it waved even more longer than when they did the control test because there was no air resistance. Because
1: the moon isn't... A full
2: vacuum. Right. So the next conspiracy claim, no blast crater is visible in the pictures taken on the lunar landing module or of the lunar landing module. So it would be assumed that, you know, using the control rockets to control the landing, it would cause a blast crater, but it didn't. When the lander landed on the moon, they used a rocket to slow their descent. So the pressure from the rocket should have caused a crater from blowing all the dust around but it didn't. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you're
1: a straw man for the people who are making that argument, and oh. I hate it. Okay. <laughs> the actual are fact... Are stupid? Wait. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The actual fact is that due to the moon's low amount of gravity, the power of thrust at takeoff and landing is low, and since it landed on hard rock, no blast crater was made. You know, like where you would land. Right. Right. Fucking idiots. Uh, that was a quick one. Uh, conspiracy claim. The rocks brought back from the moon are identical to rocks collected by scientific expeditions to Antarctica. Hence, they are not from the moon. Actual fact, while moon rocks have been found on earth, they are all scorched from entry through the earth's atmosphere. Geologists who studied the rocks brought back by Apollo astronauts assured that they were from the moon. Now, most of the theories of a hoax stem from NASA's own. Yeah, that was it. I'm sorry. That was the end of that one. I forgot to put a space.
1: The that's what I was talking about earlier is like literally to film a moon rock, you have to do two contamination baths at least yeah. with all that equipment on and shit, and then you still can't physically touch one with your hands. There's no. like a there's a As box be, that they're in. You stick your hands in, in like a glove like that. Thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's like you literally cannot contaminate them. You can't. No because if you do they don't count anymore. Do you right.
0: know what I want so bad? Like if I was ever in like a like a make a wish situation I want to a, die. I, I want to lick a moon rock. <laughs> okay. I, I want to lick a I want to I want to be the only human being that knows what a rock from the moon
1: tastes like. <laughs> I bet you're. I bet I would be willing to bet you would be one of maybe seven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure, for sure, it got you down. know and Neil and Buzz was a, took a little taste. You know they did. <laughs> if if not them, then they got down. And one of the scientists at NASA was like fully
1: mm, intrusive thoughts. I gotta know. They had the. They had there was one. There was two or however many large containers, and then they had one lunchbox size container specifically for licking rocks. Yeah. Oh, for
2: sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Now, most of the theories of a hoax stem from NASA's own photographs taken on the moon's surface. For example, shadows that should be parallel due to the only light source being the sun go off at different angles. Now, theorists speculate that this can only be caused by the use of multiple light sources illuminating a soundstage. Again, we or go-
1: anywhere.
2: Yeah. Again, anywhere. we go back to Mythbusters. Adam and Jamie set up a model of the moon's surface complete with scale replicas of the lunar lander and an astronaut. And covered it in a, uh, uh, I can't think of the word now. Covered it in a, something equivalent, an equivalent of the, um, moon, soul, the soil on the moon, Mm -hmm. which I can't remember the name of it now. Anyways, with the same reflectivity aspect. Thank you. God, I just watched it today. Um, and as well as rocks and other debris, and using just one light source to represent the moon, the shadows are parallel. But taking into account that the moon's surface isn't a level plane, they added some dust piles to replicate imperfections on the surface, and sure enough, the shadows do begin to veer off in different directions.
0: You know, like how light bends? Right. Yeah. Well, it's the same light reflects off of literally everything. I had a teacher that... Fucking blew our minds in class when I was a kid one day, um, and she was talking about how light reflects off of literally everything. Mm-hmm. Ev- every single thing that has mass reflects light to some extent, uh, with the exception of Vanta Black, yeah, which absorbs light, right? And m- maybe a couple of other substances that I don't know about off the top of my head that don't, but. Like, Even
1: Vanta Black uh reflects like point something percent of light. Yeah, like, it's just
0: the lowest yeah.
1: that we possibly
0: can do. Because guess currently. What? if it didn't, you wouldn't be able to fucking
1: see it. Right.
0: <laughs> yes. But that's why it does that weird shit to your eyes, is you've never seen anything like that. It mm-hmm. it fucks with your like perspective on mm-hmm. it. Um but like uh, we were all, you know, eight years old, and our teacher is telling us for the first time in our lives that uh just walking around all day, every day, we are constantly
1: reflecting light. hmm It blew our fucking minds. <laughs> yeah. You know what broke my mind? Is when I learned that humans literally give off light. Yeah. We literally, as a waste product, give off a... Like, it's barely detectable. It's like light, technically. It's Like radiation. Right. But it is a light source, technically. That's why it's... I don't know. It's like fucking wild to me. Yeah. We give off heat and light like mm-hmm. a real, like real heat and real light. Like it's wild.
2: Also in 1969, the only way to get lights to replicate the undiffused brightness of the sun would be to set up a wall of millions of tiny lasers so close together that they would look like the pixels of a television screen. Not to mention um, that would cost more than the actual Moon landing. Moon landing yeah. cost to set that up in the 60s. And not yeah. to mention that the only color laser practically available in the 60s was the color red. Yep. So another example of photo fakery was the crosshairs overlaying uh, the pics taken from the moon. In some photos, the crosshairs seem to disappear behind objects on the moon, which many now uh, – which many assume – Show that the objects were superimposed into the photo later, but after Which,
0: why would they Why would they superimpose objects in later? Don't know
2: unless it was an astronaut or something. But usually it's behind a rock.
0: See, but no, because they're also saying that it was filmed on a soundstage.
2: Right? You can't make sense of these people. I mean,
0: I they know. they will move the goalposts. I, oh, I know.
2: They have it I in know. their back pocket and they're it's running.
0: A young, angsty me loved debating this shit with people before I realized that there is no point. The goalposts will never stay in the same place. There is no winning. That's why I don't because really argue saying, with people.
1: They're not saying the moon landing is fake. They're saying I can't believe the moon landing is real. Right. You sh- Don't scare me. <laughs> Leave- let me believe what I want to believe, even if it's wrong because that's more comfortable.
0: Right. It's, but, see that—that's why I can't argue with people anymore. I just make really weird, uh, like, real, really, really weird threats. <laughs> now, I like, I'll come to your house and uncircumcise you. Okay. <laughs> or I'll piss your pants. <laughs> I'll marry your damn dad, dude. Right. It's I'll fuck your mom just to give her a kid she can be proud of. Oh damn. <laughs>
2: But after further (laughs) examination, (laughs) the pics that we see today are actually copies of copies of copies, which means some fading has taken effect over time. If the photos are digitally altered back to their original form, the crosshairs appear. So what's actually happening is that it's just we're looking at like a Xerox copy of a Xerox copy. Have you ever seen multiplicity? With Michael Keaton? No. Well, okay. We you ever it...
1: looked into two mirrors back to back? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's
0: also like film is a fucky medium too. Yeah. It, like
2: hey, it degrades over time. Yeah. Uh, when we
0: we all grew up when VHSs, well, we all existed when VHSs were a thing. Um, you ever watch a VHS so many times? Yeah, that it, it starts it, to wear out. Yeah, uh-huh. it started to get real shitty. Yep. Yeah. Yes.
2: Uh huh. That's exactly what happened. So we can continue with all the different aspects of the myth, but in the end, it starts to feel like beating a dead horse. So let's finish today with Stanley Kubrick's supposed confession uh, clues in The Shining.
1: God damn it. God damn it. I forgot.
0: Yeah, I also forgot that we're going to talk about The Shining.
2: Now, it's important to note that the movie version differs greatly from Stephen King's original novel. And it's a pretty well-known fact that King actually hates Kubrick's version of his book.
0: Yeah, well, especially, again, uh, I'm going to beat this into the ground because more people should know about it, what Kubrick did to Shelley Duvall during that fucking movie.
2: Mm -hmm. And while an entire episode could be made talking about all the differences, there is one major difference that leads many to believe Kubrick was confessing, and that is the room number 237. Now, in the book, uh, the actual The Shining... The room number was 217. It was the one room that Dick Halloran, the cook at the Overlook Hotel, made Danny Torrance, the child protagonist, promise to not go into. It was the room haunted by a malevolent female spirit that would hurt Danny. So why did Kubrick change the number of the room? Well, lunar hoax theorists believe that this number was in reference to the moon's distance from the Earth, 237,000 miles. And while that may sound interesting, it is factually untrue on two fronts. First, Damn, we gonna hit them with the 1-2 punch, dog. <laughs> First, the moon's orbit is not a perfect circle. It is in fact elliptical, meaning that the distance changes all the time. Secondly, the hotel that Kubrick used for the exterior shots of the Overlook Hotel, the Timberline Lodge in Mount Hood, Oregon, Asked Kubrick to change the room number because they were worried that guests would not want to stay in room 217 in the future. So Kubrick changed it to 237, a number, a room number that the hotel did not
1: have. I knew it was going to be something like that. I was going to yep. be like, it's a non-existent room number. It's got to be because like, that's a real hotel.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, and really, the only other strong, if you want to call it that, evidence is... Was the fact that in the scene where Danley finally goes into the room two thirty seven where the secrets are held, he is wearing a sweater that has the Apollo eleven rocket on it. Okay. That's it.
0: Oh my god. Wow, a thing that was uh popular. Yeah.
2: Wow, on a, a kid
1: with a rocket on his shirt. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah.
2: Um other than that, the evidence is specious at best from the carpet pattern looking like the NASA's launching pad's hexagonal shape. To the Grady twins. There's Come play with us, uh-huh. Danny. Uh, they supposedly represent the Gemini space program that preceded the Apollo missions, Gemini twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you were interested in actually diving down that rabbit hole, I recommend watching the documentary Room 237, which delves deeper into all of the supposed symbolisms in The Shining. So, no, he was not confessing, but... Um, He just was a psycho, and he did what he had to do to make the people. He was filming uh, the location at Happy. uh, Does Kubrick live? No, he's dead.
0: Okay, I thought so.
2: But there was actually a quote-unquote documentary. (laughs)
1: Does Kubrick live? (laughs)
2: That supposedly, uh, in an interview, he confessed to faking the moon landing, but it was fake, and it was an actor, but the actor looked enough like Stanley Kubrick that a lot of moon hoax people believe that it was him
0: so they believe the fake
2: yes
1: nice yeah
2: so that takes us out of this part of the story so what is the deal with arcturus is that what you said nope artemis that's what you keep saying yes artemis it is artemis
1: yes okay with artemis missions nasa will land this is on nasa's website nasa.gov With Artemis missions, NASA will land the first woman and first person of color on the moon. Nice. Using innovative technologies to explore more of the lunar surface than ever before. We will collaborate with commercial and international partners and establish the first long-term presence on the moon. Ooh, they gonna live on the moon? They gonna live on the moon. (laughs) Shit. Then we will use what we learn on and around the moon to take the next giant leap, sending the first astronauts to Mars. So they're basically going to establish a fucking colony on the moon for scientists to study the moon and also how to get to deep space.
2: Fucking rad. Isn't
1: that rad? And women and black people going to be up there, dog? And yeah.
2: Because I, I think Ben Shapiro's. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, person of color. Uh, the woman, I don't know if there's more than one, but uh, one of the women or the woman is a lesbian. So that's pissing. That's like, L. Of the uh, yep. G-
1: BTQ variety.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's a couple more things, uh, proof that we actually landed. Which is why NASA fucking rules. Is um, the one of the... the
1: Afros on the moon, baby. One That's of the crews that landed. Oh, fuck yeah.
2: Is uh, they actually placed a reflector on the moon. And if you know the coordinates and you can f- shine a laser to those coordinates on the moon, it will reflect back and you will get a reading. Also, there is a satellite, apparently, I did not know this, that orbits the moon and oh, has sure. has returned high-definition photos, and you can look and see a 3D rendering, almost like a MapQuest or Google Maps 3D rendering mm-hmm. of the landing site that's an actual photo, and you yeah. can still see the remnants of the lo- uh, the lander and the flag still up there. Yeah. So they ain't going anywhere. Yeah, did you know
1: <laughs> that the flag bleached white? Because of the sun? I yeah. believe it. There's nothing Very to protect cool. it from the... Yeah.
2: But it's still there. Our flag was still there.
0: They're going to replace but it. But now it's... Oh, cool. I mean, I don't love that it's... <laughs> We're, like, staking claim on the moon. Not my favorite thing, but, you know.
1: America. America. Uh, and preceding
2: that, Europe. But we claim <laughs> the moon in the name of... America, not a shot fired.
1: In the name of Romulus,
2: and that's the, why everybody's upset is because we didn't go to war over the moon. That's why they we can't believe. Kinda it. do that,
0: <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, the thing that's funny to me though is that effectively now we have a flag of surrender on the moon. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you. I knew it. I knew it, I knew it <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, so that wraps up the story, if you want to call it a story. I'd um, rather call it a story. Story. A story. So um, story. Um says so, so always uh follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TTO Pod. Uh join our Patreon if you financially able to do that. We just yep, added yep. two new tiers. We added the key to the kingdom or key to the city tier uh fifteen dollars. You get a uh handmade one of a kind two towns over keychain. Um and we also added the ghost strokes uh groupie tour or groupie Post-mortem tour. Yeah. The Ghost Stroke. Ghost Stroke Groupie Tier. um, At $20, you get a Ghost Strokes Postmortem Tour Backstage Pass, which as things progress and we become more competent and capable, we will give you special privileges with that Backstage Pass. Based on the pass. Yeah. Yes. And um, also, we have a Teespring store with uh, T-shirts and a mug with our logo. Uh, That link will be in the description because it's a long link. I don't feel like... uh,
0: you know, now that now that we have those extra Patreon tiers, maybe maybe time to put a stretch goal in place soon.
2: Maybe. Yeah, yeah we've talked about that.
0: Uh, but cool, like, maximum effort bonus content. Yeah. Give us some ideas on either Facebook, Patreon, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Discord. The, the, yeah. the places that we always tell you you can talk to us. If, yeah. you, if, you, if there's something you would
1: like to see us do,
0: maybe Patron- as a stretch goal... Patron only is on the Discord right now.
1: We're working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, If you are not a patron, you can definitely get in touch with
2: us on Facebook. You can definitely get in touch with us on our email. Which is rdj2townsover at gmail.com. We try to check that as regularly as possible. I'm trying to be more um, cognizant of that because we actually get, like, business stuff going on there. Um, And, you know,
1: you can get – what else, what else, what else?
2: Uh, there's the audible uh, yeah. audible oh, yeah, we
0: have an audible link.
2: Yeah. audibletrial.com/tto audible trial. Dot dot com pod uh, Share us around, yes, rate us on our,
1: uh, whatever platform you're on. That yeah. helps
2: us immensely.
0: I say it all the time, do the free things if that's all you can do, do if the free you can things. afford to support us financially, that helps just a little bit more. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: And also the patrons are the street team people with your stickers. Sent out over a hundred stickers. I'm not seeing all of them uh, coming back. Pictures it didn't happen. Three I've of you motherfuckers some. have sent me pictures. I yeah. am
1: seeing a couple of people sending us pictures occasionally. Yeah. That's fun, though. Some of them I really know. It.
2: it's I love I love
0: seeing yeah. where the stickers are ending up.
2: <laughs> like, literally all across the country. It is really cool. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty dope. Um, and we have a new patron, so we're just going to go ahead and read everybody off real fast. Uh, we got Muddy Blary, Katie Reitzel, Amanda Gillily. Jonathan Brada, Carly, Whitney Ketchum, Erica Engel, John D., Luis Navidad, uh, Beth Lawrence, Pat Zabrowski, Amy Rennie, Aaron Rutledge, Lex Be Better, Pirate King Luffy, Ogade Khan, Angela, period. And our newest uh, from Australia, our first international patron, is uh, Accounts Clerk. <laughs>
1: Yeet.
2: <laughs> nice. So, uh, and I, we- I mentioned
0: this. As I... I mentioned this before. I just
1: imagined the stonks guy.
0: Yeah, right. For sure. <laughs> Don, Don told me that we had, we had an Aussie uh, on our Patreon now. Oh. I fucking love Australians so much because when I used to work overnights at CVS, I was literally completely reverse cycled. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was up all night playing video games, I played almost exclusively with aussies Mm -hmm. and it was honestly better (laughs) i really liked being the token american Mm -hmm. it just Mm -hmm. in
1: big groups of australians yeah it was it was great it was great australians are like our cousins (laughs) like they're like our they're like for america australia you're like our it's like a second cousin once removed that we only see every now and again (laughs) at a damn reunion but like You know, on the surface level, the memes that we're like both prison colonies and shit. Like we kinda (laughs) are. Like and like, I don't know. Y'all go hard, dude. We love that shit down here in Florida. We love it.
2: It's like a more well behaved Florida man. The whole country. It's
1: it's like it's like the whole country was like, Florida man, I raise you a deadly animal.
2: (laughs) Right, yes. (laughs) I raise you a spider that can kill a Bird. Although, as we did discuss, the Florida does have the
1: Everglades in here, and we, mm, we got mm, some mm. crazy shit up in there.
2: Yeah, but most of the crazy shit we have in the Everglades are brought by other people into our country, or they get released into the Everglades, like pythons. But that about wraps it up. That's that's the moon landing. Did we go there? Did we not? We Yes,
0: yeah. we did. <laughs> we just talked a lot about it. We did yeah. talk a lot about how we did do it.
2: So, uh, on behalf of everybody, I have been Don. Uh,
1: oh, wait, know. stop. Well, we didn't
2: shout out. Uh, shout out to the plant babies. And their moms. And their moms. Yeah, you're your mom. Um, that makes no sense, but I don't give a shit. Well, I am my own mom, though. Yeah. Are you? Mm hmm.
1: Because I, I, yeah, I know, you know y- my mom. I know your mom. But I am also my mom. Don't worry about it. Times weird.
2: <laughs> sure, sure. All right. Sure. Now that we shouted out the plant babies, I have been <laughs> Don.
1: I have been uh I've been like a dude, I guess, today. <laughs> I've been Josh.
2: Hey, look at that. Fuck cancer and we'll see you next Fuck time. Fuck cancer.
1: Be good to yourself. Eat plenty of dicks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>